Overnight, I lost all of my income. I had five kids that were about to have no food on their table. I did not have the ability to fail. Failure was not an option for me. All right, so here we are with Jesse Eckel, who's got a kingdom-based business and a YouTube channel. And get this, he's got 189,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel. But if you think that number is a wow number, he's got over 300,000 on TikTok. And he talks about crypto. And so I'm really interested to get into this conversation with Jesse and hear more about how this all started. Funny story is we actually just go to church together. You know, we were, I went to this new church in town and uh, some guy comes up to me as afterwards and he's like, hey, are you the ad skills guy? Which is like my other website. I'm like, um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> and then uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I know you. I've got a YouTube channel. So we've gone out to lunch a couple of times. And I actually love his YouTube channel. Another quick little background story. So I was telling my 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 like right hand man, like my business manager, I was like, oh, we got this new interview coming up. It's Jesse Eckel. And he goes, who? I was like, Jesse Eckel. And he's like, no way. I watched that YouTube channel. And I was what? like, dude, he goes to my church. He's like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> so wow. He's yeah, my my businessman. I didn't even know, but he's he's like a fan. He's been watching your videos for a, quite a while and that you awesome. know about crypto and stuff. So super excited to get into this, man. So first question, just want to know how how does this all start? Like, how do you get the idea? Um to start this YouTube channel and what was that like? You know, tell, take me back to the beginning. Okay, so at the very, I don't know if I've ever told you this full story, uh, but at, at the start of everything, I actually used to have a business filming high-end uh, luxury weddings in the Bay Area. So um, I did this, I used to work, uh, have a job doing like video work. And then I started on the side doing uh, weddings and I built that up over a five-year period um, from like low end weddings to like top of the market, I would do some weddings and it would, it would be $10,000 for the package they were booking. And these were like million dollar weddings. It was incredible, crazy, crazy stuff. And it was, it was a really cool season. And, um, what I would typically do is I would book out like a year in advance. So, um, because like my services were sought after, I was able to book out usually before the start of the year, that entire year worth of weddings. Um, and so that helped me and I, I built up a certain amount of savings too, because like, uh, in the wedding industry, you have like, uh, your wedding summer, which is like, or like reverse summers. So like in the winter, people don't get married as much. So you get like a couple months off. And so during that time period, I, I had built up enough to cover the whole year and everything. And then we had COVID hit. And so COVID hit and, um, it, it pretty much went from like over the span of a couple of weeks, uh, me having enough like money for the entire year already booked out to literally every single one of the weddings I was going to film canceling or rescheduling to 20, you know, 2022, 2023, 2020. Changed everything overnight. Yeah. Overnight, I lost all of my income. And so, um, I didn't know what to do. I, like I said, it, it taken me five years to build up this business and I'd lost it in the span of a couple of weeks and I hadn't really lost it. It's just, nobody knew how long this was going to last. And, uh, you know, and it, you know, in retrospect, it lasted a long time. So like weddings didn't happen for a long time, you know, that that industry was suppressed. And so I didn't have any income. I have five kids. I, my wife's stay at home mom. Uh, and so 
homeschools for kids. And, um, I did, you know, we had a little bit of savings to make it a couple months, but nothing else. And I got really depressed. I started <laughs> when I'm depressed, I eat waffles. So I started eating chocolate chip waffles and playing Minecraft. And like, I was kind of hoping, <laughs> I was hoping it would just go away right. and that, you know, it would do it. And I ended up getting on unemployment at one point. And I'm just like, man, is this, is this it? Like I spent all these years building, making these sacrifices, uh, so to build this, you know, kind of like as any entrepreneurs, like, uh, especially with me missing weekends, I'd miss soccer games for my kids sometimes. But the thought was like, I'm building this business and, you know, so that I won't have to do this stuff when I get older. You know what I mean? And then it's like, man, all of it was meaningless. All was worthless. Mm. So I, I, uh, pretty quickly, my wife snapped me out of it. It's like, hey, you have to do something. You're better than this. Go figure this out. And I was like, you're right. And so I started um, reading books. I started, uh, I, I didn't really know what to do. So I, so I just started learning and growing my ability. And I kind of had this idea in the back of my head of like, I want to do something in marketing because I filmed weddings. I had like video skill sets. And so I thought, well, uh, I have the ability to do video. What if I mix that with marketing? Um, because, you know, like some people are good at marketing. Some people are good at videos, but they, you know, what if I did video marketing? My like grand idea. And so um, I started reading a lot of books on marketing and different things like that. But really, it kind of just wasn't going anywhere. Um, I, didn't, I couldn't really get clients. I didn't really know what to do. Um, and then around June uh, or May, May, June of that year, I had a friend who had done some TikTok videos and he was like gotten super famous on TikTok. Um, he'd gotten 5,000 followers. And I was like, oh my gosh, how, like you were famous, Caleb. And he's like, <laughs> you, you know, he's like, man, I don't even understand. I just posting. And I was like, how did, like, what? You were just posting? He's like, yeah. And, I, and he's like, you should do it. And I was like, really? And I was like, Ugh. I was like, what would I do? And he's like, just like talk about what you're learning and stuff. And I was like, okay. And so I started posting TikTok videos and quickly went from like no followers to like, um, you know, a hundred, 500, then a thousand, then 5,000. I was like, Whoa, I got 5,000. Like Caleb is crazy. And, um, around this time I still wasn't producing any income. And I got this idea of like, I wanted some, like a cool kind of like content thing to, to, to do all my stuff around. Cause it's kind of hard to come up with ideas. And I wanted something to really motivate me to push forward really hard. So I had this idea called the one to one million challenge where I would try to make a million dollars in a year. Are you familiar with Grant Cardone? Yeah. So I read Grant Cardone's uh, 10X rule and I, he, he was like, dream big, go for everything. You know, just like, you know, F the haters, just just go for it or, you know, whatever, how he, how he talks. And I was like, you know what? I like this. I am going to dream big. I'm going to do something impossible. I'm going to make a million dollars in a year. I don't know how. I have literally no idea how to do this. Never made a million dollars in my life, uh, but I'm going to do it. And so I, I put this video out in front of all my subscribers and I was like, I'm you know, on TikTok and I was like, I'm going to make a million dollars in a year. And people just laughed at me like, you're an idiot and you know, whatever. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And my, my goal week one was to make a thousand dollars first week. And I just started grinding. I was doing like, I had read a book on like uh, cold calling and stuff. And so I like got the chamber of commerce website up and I just went through every single business and I called them up and I was like, Hey, I will do anything for you. I will, I will give you a website. You need, what do you need? Graphic design. You need marketing. You need, I will wash your dog. Do you want me to wash your dog? Like whatever it is. And I would call 50 people a day. was like my thing, 50 people a day. Um, 
And on top of that, I was also emailing a bunch of solar businesses and car dealerships. I was filling out web forms. I was doing things on Facebook. I literally didn't know what to do. I was just like, you know, you know, Grant Cardone's just massive action. Take massive action. So that's what I did. I took massive action. I did that for a week and uh, or six days straight. And after six days, I had gotten exactly zero dollars. Uh, <laughs> none of it worked. And so I was like, man, uh, this is this is horrible. But like, I knew I didn't want to I didn't want to fail because I knew I didn't want to start my journey failing. Like I knew I had to start out with a win. And I was like, I will not give up this this quick. And so um, I ended up getting a phone call. You, you, uh, you, you know, as a business owner, like you get all those calls where like, hey, uh, this is Yelp calling. We, we see. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a call from one of those people and they're like, hey, uh, you know, we're with Entrepreneur Thing. You can get loans through us and different things like that. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm I am not a below asking. And I was like, I, I told them my story. I told them what I was trying to do. And I was like, hey, will you just give me the money? Will you give me, <laughs> will you give me, uh, uh, I needed at that point, uh, $900. Because I, what I did do is I, I got my friend Lucas. I called him up and I I sold a $100 photo shoot. So I said, hey, I'll, I'll take some photos and I'll turn them into gifts for a hundred bucks. He's like, no brainer. I'll do that. It's easy. And so, um, and so anyway, I ended up asking this guy for just money just to like send me PayPal me money. And he was like, dude, I'm going to do it. And he sent me the rest of the money. So that's how I hit my first week. I hit a thousand. And then from there, I just did literally whatever it took to hit my goal each week. And so like my next goal was like, I think 2,500 and then 5,000. I sold a bunch of stuff around my house. Uh, if I couldn't hit my goal, I was just like, I'm selling my PlayStation. I'm selling this. What's in my garage? Your channels were growing like wild as you're doing all this because people just want to follow. What's this crazy man doing? Actually, dude, in the beginning, nobody thought this was cool. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, especially this. It was like, the, they weren't that great of videos, to be honest, looking back. Um, but yeah, I didn't get much traction. Most people are just like, dude, you're going to fail. Like you're selling stuff and asking for money. Like there's no way you're hitting a million dollars. And, you know, so how's them? You're, this is one thing that I'm always trying to help new business owners. Um, how do you get through that early period? Like I call it the suck. You know, you have that first three to six months where it's like not rewarding, but you have to do the work anyways, because you're planting all the roots and you don't know where God's going to bless you and whatever, but like, you're just doing it anyway. How do you, how did you get through all that? How do you keep grinding when you're not seeing any reward from it? Well, I had five kids that were about to have no food on their table. Right. <laughs> that, I mean, that was really it for me. My oh. motivation was that I did not have the ability to fail. Mm. Failure was not an option for me. I was not it just wasn't an option for me. And so, um, yeah, it, I don't know. I just dug deep and, and I, and I went for it and, okay. you know, we, we definitely like all through this time and stuff, you know, we were praying about it and different things, but I, I feel like I'd be doing a disservice or, uh, not being factually accurate if I was like, you know, the Lord just gave me strength. I, I think he did maybe in a roundabout way, but it wasn't like, you know, I was, directly empowered by prayer it was a lot more of a like i have to succeed or my children will like i can't live on unemployment and i'm not going to like i have a responsibility in this family and so i, I guess you could say maybe in a roundabout way like a lot of the things that i've learned um a lot of the values that i've learned yeah, that's what I, was 
I was just thinking about a lot of like biblical principles and values that were soaked into you were coming through in your perseverance, in yeah. your dedication, in like what you felt was important. So yeah, that's cool. So fast forward us a little bit to when it starts working. Like how, how does it, you know, like we get it, we're, you're grinding, you're trying, you're trying, you're trying, and then things start working a little bit. What was, what was that like and, and what made it start to work? So, um, I think a lot of stuff that made it work was, okay, so the wins kept me motivated, right? Those were my dopamine hits of like, man, this is working, this is working. And every morning I was listening to audiobooks. every single morning I was listening to somebody scream in my ear, you could do this. Uh, do you know who, uh, David Goggins is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was listening to David Goggins, all it, all this different stuff, you know, like in, you know, people just like, you got this, you can succeed or these principles or these things. I surrounded myself. I took a principle of just surrounding myself with people who were successful, telling me the things that they believe and how they live. And that helped me be who I w you know, was going after. And so I got to a point where I've read this book called Never Split the Difference. And um, they were talking about extreme inquiry. And I got on the phone, um, this guy who wanted me to run TikTok ads from. I didn't know, I, because I was on TikTok and I was making content, he thought I could run TikTok ads. I had no idea how to run TikTok ads. Um, and I was like, you know, it, I don't know how to do that. But I'm really good at doing organic content. So if you want, I can like kind of like coach you on organic content was my thought, right? And so I wanted to sell like a $2,500 a month package of coaching him on organic content. Um, so I, I decided to use extreme anchoring and I was like, okay, well, I want to offer a bigger package. So the 2,500 seems more appealing. I'm learning this in a book, the marketing and negotiation. So I, I threw it out there. as like, or, you know, you could have this $10,000 package where I'll just do everything. I'll film all the content and all that. You know, that'd be like the high end, mid end is like, you know, 2,500 only. And I do all the, I just kind of like coach your team on how to do it. And he's like, okay, I'll take the $10,000 package. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? And so I was like, man, this is crazy. Um, but I also felt like a sense of obligation, like, oh my gosh, I really have to do a good job at this. And so um, I ended up getting that, got paid $10,000 a month. I ended, We took their channel, their TikTok account. They had 500 followers. They've been doing it for a year. A year worth of content, it got into 500 followers. Within three months, they were at 50,000. So um, we did a really good job. We, we uh, you know, uh, I guess I did a really good job. I didn't really have a team. It's just me. Um, me and my brother-in-law was like the actor in the videos. So um, anyway, so that that kind of kick-started things. And, and things just started coming together. It, I, there wasn't really a moment where it, like, it, all, it all fell together. It's like it more blended, and it, it started to really take off. It reminds me of the story in the Bible of, of the woman. She's got this little jar of oil, but then she starts pouring it and it just keeps pouring into bigger and bigger vessels. And she's like filling every pot and jar in her hand. And it's like, you just happen to offer that crazy idea. And then, you know, because you took the shot, you know, the Lord was able to, to bless that shot for you. Yeah. You know, I, so I kind of think of it as the, the Lord for sure, like he enabled me to do everything I did. Right. But I, I think there are seasons where the Lord hands us something and it is just like he fully handed us. And I think there are a lot more seasons than where the, the Lord teaches us something yeah. and the Lord. Struggled. Yeah. 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 Like I think of my own kids, like I don't, I don't just do everything for them. That'd be a bad dad. You know what I mean? Like I, I want them to struggle. I want them to learn. I want them to grow. And I think this was a season where you can definitely see like the Lord had the guardrails on, like, you know what I mean? But he wanted me to, uh, he wanted me to put in the effort. He wanted me to, to, to go and to grow. And, you know, 
at the end of the day, I did have the confidence of, I know the Lord is, has me on this one. I know the Lord's backing me on this one. And so I know kind of whatever the outcome is, I am doing everything really in my ability to succeed. And if I don't succeed, then the Lord has something else for me. And if I, yeah. And so I, I think at the end of the day, having that was definitely something that I, I was never fearful. Like outside that first initial period where my wife snapped me out of it, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of, of failing. I'm going to trust the Lord and where he takes me. And so, um, yeah. Uh, but, but I definitely think, you know, too many people believe kind of this idea that the Lord will carry them places. And although that may happen in seasons of your life, to, in my experience, and maybe other people are different, in my experience, that is the exception, not the rule. A lot of times the Lord will make you walk on your own two feet through the desert, over the mountain. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And Absolutely. so we, we have to have the trials and the struggles. I mean, that's where we learn most of our, our lessons. You know, I mean, I don't know. A lot of people always ask, like, why, why would God in, even invent struggle if he's, you know, but like, how do we learn compassion if we don't? go through struggle you know how would we ever know how to have compassion how would we ever know how to overcome how would we know the what victory tastes like without the trials you know so like we need those things to to teach us so that's that's awesome man so um another question here is how do you measure success for your business like as a youtube channel like other than just more views you know is there anything else how do you measure how do you know if you're winning uh, I measure success. Okay. Um, well, Hmm. Well, it doesn't have to be anything philosophical. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. tactically like business wise, you know, what are the metrics you're looking for as a, as a YouTube channel or as a content creator? How do you know, like, okay, well, all right, we're going to, we're going to shoot for this. We're going to shoot for that. What, what are the kind of the goals and metrics you, you use? I would say, I would say for me, what, how do I measure success? So in that initial period, I would say I definitely had a metric of like success is me putting food on the table. Success is me, you know, um, being able to fulfill my, my role, my job, my responsibility. I think there was, there was a large amount of that, but then above that, like once I'd fulfilled that responsibility for me, success, uh, got a lot more complicated. It wasn't like, so, so that the end of that first year, I ended up not hitting my goal. I didn't hit a million dollars in a year. Um, I struggled, I fought, I did everything I could. I took some crazy risks. I had a lot of fun. Um, and I, I eventually got into investing at a certain point and started putting my money to work and I made a lot of money and then I lost a lot of money and it was a lot of ups and downs. And yeah, the day though, I've watched some of the videos. If anybody hasn't, like you should definitely go through and watch some of his recap videos. Like I watched the recap of that first year and. And I watched the video of how you lost it all in investing. And there's, there's some really exciting videos on your channel. I ended up making 240,000. Um, and a lot of people were like, you know, like, oh man, like you suck or whatever. I actually had people like that. I didn't expect, I thought most people would be like, like, that's pretty cool. Um, but for me, it, that my reaction was like, this is awesome, man. I, I succeeded. I hit like what I, more, more than enough money to, that I made doing weddings. And I, f I fed my family and now I have this like massive audience on, on, uh, YouTube and TikTok, And, uh, this is amazing. This is awesome. And so I feel like success for me at the end of the day is like being able to be grateful for kind of what I have and like, uh, great, grateful in what I have, uh, but always pushing for more. 
And I think it's like this dichotomy that most people don't quite understand is how can you be like, I, I love what I have, but push for more at the same time. But some I mean, people get trapped in the only more and they never look back and be grateful what they have. And they just are just pursuing more. They don't even know why they're pursuing more, just more, more, more. And it creates a stress and a depression and a frustration. And so that's cool that you are still grateful and that helps relieve the pressure. Yeah. And well, not only that, but like the reality is, is that when you get more, you won't be grateful for it anyway. Like, you know, uh, for me, what I found is like money outside of like what you need money more just like accentuates things. Right. So if you're a miserable person who like struggles and is just not having a, does not have a good life and you think getting a lot of money is going to make you happier. Well, it's not, it's just going to accentuate your, your misery. You're going to be like, it, it, it'll like, you know, amplify that. But if you're a really happy person who's really grateful for what you have, if you have a lot more money, like I know a lot of people don't maybe want to hear this because they don't want to believe that more money could make you happier. But if you're already inherently a happier person, that extra money, it's just going to make you happier. You're going to be able to travel more. You're going to be able to explore more. You're not going to have to worry as much about bills. You're going to be able to do some of these things you've always dreamed about doing. Because when you're grateful and you, you love what you already have, you don't need any more. That just adds to it, just brings bonus. Uh, but so, so money is more like a tool. Um, at the end of the day, when it comes to happiness, um, they could go either way, depending on how you are, but that, that's something you have to figure, you have to figure out your own state of happiness and joy and peace on your own outside of money before, um, for that to take any effect. Okay. So you're, you know, pre YouTube, you're eating waffles, you're trapped in the house, um, and now you're Jesse Eckel, 189,000 subscribers, 300,000 subscribers. You know, what, what has this enabled you to do? Just that, like, what has this enabled you to do? What is this, uh, all this, you know, success, but it, uh, how has it changed your life? Well, I, I'd say the coolest thing for me that it's enabled me to do would be, I have always really enjoyed helping people almost to an annoying degree, like, um, you know, like in person, like I'd have family members and stuff. And I, I would just be like, even before all this, I'd be like, Hey, you could change your life. You could, you know, be better at this or be better at that. And like, I, I always wanted them to like, kind of live their best life, um, or to, to, to like grow into the best version of themselves they could be. Um, I'm a, I'm a big believer in like just pushing forward and becoming something better and growing. And I think that's a biblical principle of like, you know, um, the idea that over time we become more like Jesus and that there is, there is this transformation happening. I love the idea of transformation. I love watching a movie where you see a character and they start out as like a blacksmith and they turn into Braveheart, you know, uh, right. that, that kind of thing. I love the journey of transformation and I love seeing other people's lives transformed. And so for me, I, I've always never, I never really had a, a great outlet to do that. Uh, and then having YouTube though, I get to on YouTube for a career, tell people how they can make their life better. Tell them like, like thousands of people. Yeah. I get to help people. And for me, that has been the coolest part is like, I actually have like a, a thing on my wall where I print out a ton of comments of like, anytime somebody's like, Hey, you changed my life. I was in debt. You, you know, you, you help, you know, get me out of debt or, you know, you inspired me to go after my own one to one million journey, different things like that. And I'm like, man, this is the coolest thing ever. And so 
we flash over to that just a little bit? Because I think I got a glimpse of that when you moved. Can you? Well, no, it's actually it's actually around the corner. I don't, okay. And this is my monitor. I'd have to pick it up. Yeah, but right. um, I guess I. Uh, I know it's been a lot of them. Um, good, good. I was gonna say I could maybe. Yes. So you can kind of see this one. This is from, so I even have like the amount of followers I had when this was commented. So like, this is Mike and I had 14,000 followers on YouTube. And he says, you probably won't read this comment, uh, due to so many others like myself commenting. Um, but thank you for everything. You've changed my life in more ways than I can count. Huge inspiration to me. I never thought I would have one, but you're my, uh, 100 role model. No doubt. Thanks again. Keep up the great work. And so stuff like that, like, is what keeps me inspired and keeps me going. And um, that's amazing. And it's 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 powerful. You know, I think uh, I think a lot of people just think of YouTube as like, let's get that YouTube money, you know. Um, but it's an amazing platform to really provide life change for people. Yeah. And, and so that for me, that's been the funnest part is is all of that teaching people how to um, a, a big part of like what drives me or like the meaning behind what I do is teaching people how to be like financially good stewards. Um, so most people in the U S are really, really bad at this. We're not taught taught this in school. Um, they're not taught this by their parents. It's not, it's just not a thing that, uh, most people understand. Most people get money and all the only thing they know how to do with money is to spend it. And so I think a lot of people, even a lot of like poorer people, think that they're not because they don't aspire for a mansion or a Lamborghini. They think that they do not have a money problem. Um, but in my experience, most people have a very deep rooted money problem in that their entire life revolves around money, whether they think of it or not, um, whether they have a lot of money or not, they are constantly thinking about bills, their debt, their loans. It's something like half of the, half of the people in the U S have credit card debt that's rolling over month to month. Um, we have uh, the av the average savings account is like three thousand dollars. I think in the U.S., the average person has three thousand, which I think that number is heavily skewed by the fact that you know um, it's like when you look at the average income in the U.S., it's skewed by the top one percent. Um, and so, and it's something like sixty three percent of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. And so, when you look at those facts, or you know, you look at those stats you're you see like a big issue in the u.s with with people and money and it's because like they'll get their they'll get their tax return and they'll take all that money and they'll be they'll spend it they won't save it they won't build up you know any sort of like uh financial stability they'll spend it and then if they lose their job that they don't have any they don't have anything saved up to do anything they don't have the ability to then go and um you know find you know spend a couple months finding a new job or whatever and so a lot of times they can't lose their job. And so, you know, if their boss says, hey, work late, hey, miss your kid's game, hey, this, hey, that, they have to. They can't not do that because they have a mortgage to pay or, you know, whatever. And so it's my belief that a lot of this deep, like, financial uh, inability to, to, like, control our spending leads to a lot of issues in marriages, a lot of issues in parenting. Um, and I think the big one is parenting. A lot of dads are not home anymore. Um, they're either working all the time or out drinking because their lives are so miserable that they, you know, they, they don't have time for their family. 
And because they're not pouring into their sons, they're not pouring into their daughters, these kids grow up and they're just nuts. And, you know, this cycle keeps repeating and repeating and repeating and until our culture just falls apart. And so I think if you were to, if you were to wind that back and give people financial stability, and, and I'm not talking about rich, like wealth, just wealth, because you're right. We have a lot of these people in the U.S. that like they might have $10 million, um, but they, they've, they've levered up. They've bought in a big mansion, a bunch of cars, and they're just as much slaves to their money as anyone else. Um, and so they're constantly working too. I'm talking about like the ability to say, hey, I have literally income coming in, whether I work or not. And I don't have to worry. I don't have a lot of massive bills. I don't have to worry about these things. I can just go play football with my kid. I, you know, go play catch, go on a walk with my kids, you know, different things like that. Um, that that's, that's where I believe I'm making an impact. And I, I believe it's actually a very needed thing. Yeah. And it, it's biblical too. You know, I mean, Jesus talked about money all the time. You know, he, there's the whole parable of talents. You know, it's, it's one of the things I believe that the reason why he talked about it so much is he knew we was going to struggle with money. We weren't going to know how to do it. We were going to get too much of it and then not know what to do, or we'd not have enough of it and not know what to do. And he was always trying to get our minds right uh, about the money. And I think uh, too many Christians are scared of money. Uh, they, they think of that one camel verse, you know, and they, they get so scared. But like, we're supposed to be able to have an overflow so that we can be helping other people. And we're supposed to keep our minds right about the money, you know, not be like a slave to it, not be, you know, or, um, so yeah, a lot of things going on. Did you have something else you wanted to say there? I was going to say the, re the reality about that camel versus, you know, talking about wealthy people, you, you don't think of it in the U S but you are wealthier in the U S even if you're on welfare than 99% of the rest of the world. So you are, you are a rich person. You just don't think of yourself like that because uh, to your peers in the U S you might be considered uh, poor. Uh, but if you, if you live, yeah, but if you live in the U S you are wealthy. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So last one, let's get a little tactical here. Um, you got other people that might be thinking about starting a YouTube kingdom based business or, or TikTok or whatever. What would you say to yourself, you know, everything you've learned now, you know, what would you go back and you'd say to yourself when you're just starting out that YouTube, YouTube channel, like drop some, some wisdom on us here. Um, I would start with shorts and TikTok. So I would first make short form content. It's way easier to make. Um, you're going to, regardless of like who you are, you will be not very good when you start. And so you need rapid testing. You know, you look at his old videos, Mr. Yeah. Beast, they're horrible. You know, so everybody starts out with some bad videos. Mine was just me and my phone recording in front of a window. And I was just like saying things. It was really boring and slow. Um, but you need that kind of like rapid testing and feedback um, in order to get good. And so I say start out with your phone. Don't buy a bunch of equipment. Record in front of a window. Make good content. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people think if you post enough or this and that. But at the end of the day, like there are billions and billions of hours of footage uploaded every day. And the only way you stand out isn't by uploading more like it's just impossible you're going to always get lost in the noise but by being better and so constantly make every video a little bit better than the last one constantly improve and get better and just test and have fun and really have fun is a huge one because too many people take it too seriously and they're not having just a blast doing it you can become a slave to the algorithm just as much as anything else and then you start following the clickbait titles or the, the fear-based ones or the gossipy ones. And you can, you could slip down the wrong stream pretty easy. 
Well, not even that, but like, just cause you're constantly worrying about the algorithm and, and like different things like that. You have to upload every week. You have to, you know, do this. You have to upload three times a day on TikTok or whatever. Um, it's easy to become a slave to those things. And you know, um, that gets miserable as well. Um, and, and not a place you want to be as well. But how did you handle that? See, I'm still figuring that out. I, okay. I, that's still a struggle that I have sometimes because I'm like, man, I don't want to, I put in a lot of work on this. I don't want this to fall apart. Um, I took a break from TikTok for a little bit where I was just doing once a month. And uh, everyone says, if you do that, your your whole thing will die. I started posting like a month ago more often and I got like 5 million video views in a row. So okay. that's you just silly. Take a break. Yeah, you could totally take a break. And it's actually something that happens. I've noticed it because I've taken a break on Instagram a couple of times. And when I come back, it's almost like there's better. It's almost like there's a reward that happens. Like they give you more views when you come back because they want you to stay again yeah it, there, there might be um it's just it's also important to remember that the algorithm isn't isn't king the audience is like when you're looking at content um the audience is the algorithm like they are who you're you're, you're talking to people you're not talking to just nothing you know and so it, if if you're really giving valuable content or insight to your audience um then they're going to keep coming back for more and more so Awesome. And uh, the differences between TikTok and YouTube, how would you say, do you just create the same content and upload it? For shorts and TikTok, yeah. I would just create the exact same content, upload it to shorts, TikTok, and Reels. Um, there's not really a, a short-form content that are about the same. Uh, the big difference between YouTube is that you have to put a title, and the title is actually impactful on your shorts. Um, your title. They don't let you choose a thumbnail. Well, not for shorts. Uh, I was not for shorts, yeah. Um, but they do let you use the title. And so I would, yeah, that's really the only difference is like making sure you have a good killer title that hooks people. Um, and it, and you, man, I tried not going clickbaity with thumbnails and the titles, but there's a reality that like, it's just like good copy, yeah. you know, good copy. And so that's kind of what titles and thumbnails are. So you want to be yourself. Um, and honestly, if you're going to, if you're going to start anywhere, don't start clickbaity, start like organic and authentic and work yourself into something that's more like, um, directed at like grabbing people's attention. Um, but yeah, you, you do have to have good copy. You got to have a good title, a good thumbnail to really get people to click. Cause the, the click rate actually, you know what Mr. B says? He doesn't even start with a video concept. He starts with a thumbnail and title and he, he comes up with ideas for thumbnails and titles. And then when he finds a good one, he makes a video around that. Uh, and that that's a game changer for me. Cause I was like, Whoa, wait, what? Cause I, you know, you can have the best content in the world, but if nobody's clicking on it, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Last thing before we go, any cool tools that you found useful in your career as a content creator, YouTuber, like what do you, what do you find are like your necessary tools? Like if you're going to buy something buy this one, like a, uh, like a physical, like a software or physical tool or yeah, any, I don't know if he's YouTube buddy or tube buddy or I, I don't know. Is there any, I'll, kind I'll of use tube buddy and different things like that. I don't feel like those are, I didn't use them when I first got started. Those were more like extras. Okay. Um, like necess necessary tools. Phone and a YouTube account. Yeah. Yeah. It just like, I, I would say a lot of the tools that are necessary are like, uh, like a Spotify account and listening to like good podcasts on like being a creator. Um, okay. and I would say like, uh, this isn't really a tool, but like getting solid feedback and getting people who will be honest with you and say, Hey, your videos suck. Uh, they're, they're really bad and that's okay that you have really bad videos. 
um, because you need that feedback. They suck because of this, because that's going to push you light years ahead. If you're making boring videos and you're like, oh man, I'm getting shadow banned. This sucks. You know what I mean? Like you need somebody to be like, you're not getting shadow banned. Your videos just aren't that good. And because that's helpful, right? That's like, uh, that's like, as long as it's kind criticism, that makes us better. That That is the iron sharpening iron. That's calling out. And a lot of, for whatever reason, in modern day, we feel like this is a bad thing to like, for people to call each other out and to build each other up. Um, but we need it more, more than ever. Like we need to be calling people out. We need to be building each other up and saying, Hey, like you're not, you're not living up to the expectation that I know you could be. Um, you could be better than you could be better dad than this. You could be a better husband than this. Like, why are you going out and, uh, you know, drinking every weekend with your buddies when your family needs you? Um, we're too timid to call people out on those things, but we should be. And honestly, that brings deepness relationships, which, you know, that's another thing we don't really have modern day, even in the church. I don't know how many times I've been to a church that could go there for years. And I might know some people, but like how many people just sit in the back and nobody ever talks to them, you know? Um, yeah, we, being uncomfortable is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's it's real love to actually help someone to really help someone uh, give and tell them the thing that nobody else wants to tell them. Jesse, thank you. I know we're over time here, man. I want to be respectful of your time. Thank you so much for dropping all this wisdom on us, telling this the story of how you've started, giving giving us some tactical tips, man. Thank you so much for being on here, man. I really appreciate you. Yeah.